Um, I was really out of shape. Um, mm-hmm. I just had a baby eight months ago, so I wasn't in any kind of shape for running. It was very difficult, and I quit. Oh, okay. But um, I started going to the gym, and I started working out at the gym, but the desire to run never left me. Mm. Um, so maybe about six or seven months later, I started taking it up again, but only at the gym. So I would only run on the treadmill. Okay. And not very long. I mean, my goal was simply to be able to run a mile. That's all I wanted. I wanted to be able to run one complete mile without stopping. So it started with run walk intervals and then more running, less walking until I was able to run completely. Mm. Wow. So you, you've you come a long way since uh, since that nine year period. What, what kept you uh, sticking to it? Um, you know, I think, you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, running just was a, a means to lose weight. Um, I never had any goals for it, but running became more therapeutic. Uh, my nine-year-old has autism. My mm-hmm. nine-year-old was diagnosed with autism uh, right before his second birthday at the end of 2010. And running became more therapeutic than anything. Um, you know, at that point I had lost weight and I wasn't really focused there anymore. Okay. But um, it, it was really a time where I could spend out on the streets or on the trails. I, I did a lot of running by myself because I lived outside of Philly in the time. So I didn't really have a big circle of people to run with. Mm-hmm. But I did my best thinking while I was out there running when I was trying to do program planning for him and thinking about what's next and what does he need and how do I get it and cry and, and, and pray and wonder I did a lot of that while I was out running. Wow. Yeah, I, I've heard um, I, I, that's like a, a familiar saying, running is my therapy. It's cheaper than therapy. And, it is. Know. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something else. You do a lot of, I mean, I get a lot of creative thinking done while I'm out on, on the trail. Um, I don't know if it knocks something loose or what, but it helps. Definitely. <laughs> so then, what, then, you, then you transitioned into lifting and, and you have a virtual coach. And how did, how did that uh, all work out? Well, let's see. About the end of 2009, 2009 the end of 2017, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my coach and I, we were friends on social media probably a year and a half to two years, you know, and I knew, you know, he was training clients and all of that. And, you know, I, you know, seeing things that he was doing and he and I began to talk about things that I wanted to do and goals that I wanted to achieve. And one of the things that I told him was that I really wanted to focus more on strength training. Um, I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to build muscle. Um, You know, I really wanted to transform my body. I didn't want to just be a runner and just have that runner look. Mm -hmm. And we began to talk about it. And in talking about it, he suggested virtual training to me. And I wasn't really a believer at first. I I didn't think it could really be done. Uh I said virtual training, you know, I'm thinking I was a person that needed somebody at the gym with me telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And so he said, no, it really can be done. You know, you obviously have to be committed to it, but it can be done. So Mm. what he suggested to me was, Give me six months to work with you. Give me a six-month commitment. And if you don't like it, we don't have to continue forward. But if you do like it, then we will continue on. And the thing with me was I felt like, you know, somebody was providing me with an opportunity to try something different and to reach yeah. that goal that I kept talking about that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So we made a plan and, you know, we started devising a nutrition plan for me and a workout schedule for me. And oh, okay. 
we started out the first full week of January was when we got started. And, you know, every week he would send a plan for me. I'd look it over, see what he wanted me to do. I had my gym membership set up and we just got started with it hard in the beginning because I was teaching class at eight o'clock in the morning. So I was going to the gym at four thirty. Woo! So I was up at four, out the door at four fifteen, and in the gym at four thirty. So mm. I was working out about an hour. In the beginning, it was taking me longer because I was so new to it, and I was new to a lot of the exercises. So it was just taking me a longer time to just to figure out where to the get through the workout. The yeah. Right, where it was in the gym, how do I use it, all of those things. So. Um, but with time, I was able to cut that time down. But I had to go in the morning because for me, I needed it to start my day because I knew once my day got going, once I picked up my children from school and we worked on homework and dinner and everything else, was there was no way that. I was going to the gym <laughs> after. Right. So and that's what I did. And it was really tough in the winter because it was cold. Um, you live in the Northeast. It was cold. It was dark. We had a really rough winter last year. Yeah. Um, a lot of snow, a lot of ice, a lot of mornings. I was clearing my car off at four o'clock in the morning before it was time to go to the gym. But I think the thing that kept me committed initially was that I felt a sense of commitment to him. Gotcha. Um, not even, and it was crazy, not even so much to myself. I felt obligated to him because he was offering me a gift that I really wanted and needed. But I, I felt like I owed it to him to at least stay the course. Mm-hmm. And then probably about two months in, when I really started seeing really good results, I felt even more accountable to myself. And I wanted to continue moving forward, you know, and I, and I really hit it hard. And we've really started seeing results fairly quickly, you know, mm. because I really did stay the course. And, you know, it, it really only took about a month or two before it really turned into a part of my regular routine. Yeah. So who's who are we talking about? Lamar? Who's your um your trainer? Yes, Lamar. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Lamar. He was one of the um he was actually my first guest on on the show. Oh, I would wow. see him in the morning. Uh I, I think between him and, and, and Tina Brooks, they mm-hmm. were like early morning risers. That was like I, I I can get up early, you know what I mean? But they they it was still dark outside. And they'd be up working. I don't out. think I don't think Lamar sleeps at all. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But I would see them. I was like, yo, it's kind of inspiring to kind of see somebody kind of, you know, putting in, putting in the work in the gym and, and the, you know, work ethic is, is, is incredible. So, yeah, that, that, that takes you where, where talent sometimes could only take you but so far. But that work ethic will, will kind of get you over the bridge, you know. And I used to do these, these school chronicles with, uh, and I, I said, okay, I think that's where I first came across you. It's like, okay, there's, here's the adventure today. Someone's got an exam and, uh, they're not prepared. Oh, <laughs> or they show up an hour after it starts. Can we can we get admitted to the class? Uh, no. Uh, mm. Did you get the syllabus? Yes. Was it included in it? Did you see all the instructions? Yes. <laughs> I, I saw it, but I didn't actually read it. Oh man. So it was it was hilarious to kind of, you know, hear 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 your stories in the morning. Uh, yeah, it's different how, you know, it's it's, inc- it's incredible how you you connect with somebody via social media and uh, and on Facebook, it's it's one personality, and then on you, you see them on Instagram, then it's a uh, it's a different personality because it's a different platform, <laughs> you know. So it's like this is the college professor. Oh, wait a second. Why you this... why you put my why you put my business out there? <laughs> I I I say you know like I, I was like is there is there a, a Bougetto 
not ratchet. Well, rat, ratchet already said ratchet, but you're not ratchet. You know what I mean? But there, there's some material that's just like, wow, it's, it's some hysterical memes. It's like, okay, I'm, a lot of food my, for my, thought. All my all my shenanigans happen on Instagram. That's my alter ego. Yes, that's that's what I that's what I said. Look, it's a different platform, so you get to um get to see a different person rather than follow it. It's like it's not the same person. If it's the same thing, then what's the point? But Plus, um, every coin has two sides. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is um so I've never seen like stories um from you or, or minimal stories, and so I'm like, oh, this is a different adventure. We're taking, <laughs> we're taking an adventure. Okay, where's Deja going today? She's on a plane. She's not on a plane. She's riding with some guy named Dick. And I'm like, she just made this <laughs> name up. This guy is not named and I'm Dick. So, you know, and it's funny. I'm so immature sometimes. As I was coming down the escalator and he's standing there holding the sign, you know, and I go over and I introduce myself. I let him know that I'm the person he's waiting for. Mm -hmm. And when he introduces himself, I just chuckle immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. He's probably like, why, why are you laughing? He, he's probably familiar now. If his name is Dick, he knows. <laughs> why would his parents name somebody Dick? I thought Richard was, Dick was short for Richard, but his name was Dick. He just called. Yeah, just right. That, and, that's, and that's how he introduced himself. Hi, my name is, I think he just like, uh, that's crazy. Probably. But where were you traveling from? I mean, because <clears throat> so I was traveling from Charlotte. So mm -hmm. Siobhan had a birthday party. Siobhan just recently turned 40. Shout and out to Siobhan, Siobhan had a birthday party in Charlotte the Saturday before I had to fly out on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I was already scheduled to fly from Philly to Charlotte for the weekend. Okay. So when I found out that I won the sweepstakes, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, okay. Okay, we're back up. We're back up. I was flying out of Charlotte. So, uh -huh. how I ended up with Dick, I was supposed to fly from Charlotte to Phoenix mm -hmm. and then have a connecting flight from Phoenix to Flagstaff. Well, I was delayed in Charlotte for two and a half hours. Mm. So, because my flight was delayed, I missed the connecting flight. And so, they hired a car service to come pick me up and take me to Flagstaff because I needed to get to Flagstaff on Sunday night. So, gotcha. the next. All the flights leaving uh, Phoenix to Flagstaff were sold for the rest of the night. American is the only airline that flies to Flagstaff. Mm. So all their flights were booked for the rest of the day. And the next flight wasn't leaving, I think, until 8 a.m. the next morning. And that was too late. So they said, well, we'll hire, we'll get a car service for you. And it'll be waiting for you when you get to the airport. Mm. And so Dick takes you off and you get to, to, to Flagstaff. So, yes. but like, so now I'm watching this story. I'm like, okay, see, this is something different. I don't, I don't know, you know, well, I'll tune in. Is this going to be like a reoccurring thing? Okay, cool. So I followed the whole journey and then it, then it just kind of, it stopped. I'm like, so what happened? Did she, where, where is she going? I was, I was like, it was like a cliffhanger. And then it just <laughs> came back. I'm like, what happened? Wait a second. Is that? <laughs> So now I'm surprised and I'm not there. What was that like for you? What was that feeling like for you when you, um, when you found out? You know, it was crazy how they did the whole process because um, the Monday before I found out, I found out on the Tuesday, the 18th. So mm -hmm. on the 17th, I actually traveled to New York for dinner on Blanc, New York. Yes. So I was in New York at the dinner, you know, having a good time with everybody dressed in white. Mm -hmm. uh, we were over on Governor's Island having a great time. I received an email from them saying that you are a potential winner. Okay, so the organization that I won the contest, the sweepstakes through is called Omaze. Mm -hmm. So 
I received an email from the reps from Omaze saying that I was a potential finalist. A potential finalist. Okay. Right. That's how they said. They said I was a potential finalist. And they sent me an email that just said they needed my name, uh, my contact information. If I had any social media pages, they needed to know, you know, what they were so they could check them out. And um, if I was available to travel between the 24th and the 26th of September. Mm -hmm. So I wrote back, I responded, gave them all the information that they needed, went on about the rest of the night. Go back, more dancing, you know, have a good time. So now we're driving back from New York to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So it's one o'clock in the morning. We're on the New Jersey Turnpike. I happen to check my email. I have another email that says that they need to schedule a time for me to do a video conference and they asked me did I have an iPhone and if not we could do Skype so I let them know if you had an iPhone not an Android mm. they, asked, they asked me if I had an iPhone so I could do <laughs> FaceTime well for FaceTime yeah 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 so, right so I let them know that I had an iPhone and that we could FaceTime so they sent me a scheduler and I had to pick a time for a video conference so when okay. I click on the link this was the, the genius part when I click on the link a lot of the slots were grayed out already so mm-hmm. that led me to believe that those were other potential finalists who had, had picked slots, you know, had gotten the message before I did. Mm-hmm. So they picked their time before I did. So the first available slot that I saw was two o'clock in the afternoon. So I just took it and, you know, went ahead with it. Didn't think anything of it. Still not really thinking much of it. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what, you know, whatever. So the next day goes and, they, and it said in the message, we need you to pick a time tomorrow. Like it has to be tomorrow. Okay, no problem. So I picked the time going about my day. So two o'clock comes and, you know, part of me is thinking this, this might be a joke or a hoax. Mm-hmm. So two o'clock comes and I'm receiving FaceTime. So it comes through. So I answer, they introduce themselves to me. Um, one of the women, one of the ladies was in my video. Her name is E.B. She's my uh, the, she's the events coordinator from Omaze. She was the person that was responsible for coordinating everything for me. OK, so she's on the line on the video. And then there's another woman sitting with her. So they're asking me some questions. I introduce myself. They're asking me, you know, why did I enter into the, comp- the sweepstakes and why mm-hmm. did I, um, you know, what inspired me to do it? You know, how long I had been a fan of Will Smith and uh, where I was from. So when I said I was from originally from West Philadelphia, mm-hmm. they, their eyes just got big. Like, they couldn't even believe it. Mm. And they said, oh, wow, you know, and that, so they're asking me questions. Do I have any hobbies? I tell them that I'm a distance runner and that I was training for the New York City Marathon. And they're like, oh, we think that's awesome. Mm. And so I'm telling them all of this. So they go through it. It's probably about 15 minutes. And then they ask me, do I have any questions? And I said, well, no, I don't have any questions. You know, you covered everything. So then she asked the other woman in the room with her, does she have any questions? And the other lady says no. Now, what I find out is that there's actually an entire room full of people, but I can only see the two of them. What? So everyone's <laughs> in there listening to them uh-huh. getting ready to tell me what they're going to tell me. Okay. So after she says, you know, the woman says, you don't have any questions. So they say, okay, well, we have one more thing for you. So I'm saying, okay, you know, fine. And she's like, you won. Oh. And I just went silent for a minute. And I was like, are you serious? So this and is your smiling. actual response on that video. Yes, that clip in the um, the, pro, the press release, uh-huh. that was my actual response. That was actually the cl- clips from the actual video conference. So, um, you know, they let me know in the beginning that they were recording the conference or whatever. And I said, you know, did I have did, they, did I give them permission to do so? And I, uh-huh. I did. But th- those are my actual responses. That's the actual moment that they told me that I won. 
So mm. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was I was shocked. I, I, I mean, speechless. I I just couldn't believe it. Like, Are you serious? I must have asked them were they serious about five or six times. They kept <laughs> laughing, and they they just laughed and laughed and laughed, and they kept saying, "No, we're serious. You know, we wouldn't joke with you in this way. You really did win." And so again, it still felt like okay, maybe I won. So I get off the phone. And everything is happening just how she told me. They're emailing me paperwork and things that I need to fill out, that I need to submit back to them. They asked me on the conference, um, if I won, who would I take with me? And, you know, I let them know that I would take my cousin. And So how did you decide which cousin you were going to take? Well, I took her birthday is the same day as Will Smith's. Okay. So um, I, I figured why not, it would be a great birthday surprise for her as well. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take her along with me. And so I had to fill out paperwork for both of us. And that was Tuesday. And did, you tell her that, did you tell her that she, that she was going to see Will Smith? Or you she did not her? know why she was going to Arizona. So okay. all I said to her, and after, when she got off work on Tuesday, I said to her, would you be able to take off work next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to take a trip for your birthday? That's all I said. Uh-huh. I said it'd be all expenses paid. All mm. you have to do is have the time off to go. And, show and up. she said, well, I do have the time. I, I can go. I can do it. Let me check one thing, but I can do it. So I let, I needed her to let me know by the end of the day okay. because I had to let them know. So she got back to me. Sure, I'll be able to go. No problem. She doesn't ask me any questions. I send her information off because we both had to be background checked. So they had to, I had to send her information off. And oddly enough, when I was filling out our paperwork, you know, I know all her information, her, her date of birth, everything else. Mm-hmm. I got to her social security number, and I was like, oh, I don't know it. So I called her, and I said, Teresa, I need your social security number. She didn't even hesitate. She just rattled it off to me. I said, that's how I know she trusts me. Mm-hmm. She just rattled it off to me, didn't ask me a single question, and I hurried up and hung up before she had a chance to really think to about ask, it. But why you need my social security? Right. <laughs> so she didn't ask me any questions. I filled out all the paperwork. That was Tuesday. Wednesday, they're going through everything. Thursday, they send me the flight confirmations. All I do is take a screenshot of it and text it to her. I still don't tell her why we're going. She knows we're mm. going to Flagstaff, Arizona now, but she doesn't know why we're going. And I okay. still didn't tell her that yet. So even when she left Philly to fly to Arizona, she still didn't know why we were going. Mm. So when did, she, when, 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 did you, when did she find out? I had to tell her on Sunday night. So I didn't originally plan to tell her until Tuesday morning, until her birthday. But I found out when I was riding from Phoenix to Flagstaff that the producers from YouTube wanted us on the site on Monday because they did like a test run, you know, just to see how the the event was going to flow and how everything was going to go. Uh And they let me know while I was riding from from Phoenix to Flagstaff that they wanted me there and that the producers were going to come pick us up from the hotel in the morning. So at that point, I knew I had to tell her because we were getting picked up at 645 in the morning on Monday. Gotcha. So when I got to the hotel, she was already there because remember... I missed that connecting flight. They had booked our flight so that she was flying from Philly. I was flying from Charlotte and we would meet in Phoenix and gotcha. then you on the flagstaff. But since I was delayed, she had to continue on without me. So I had to send her the hotel information and everything. So she was able to continue going. So she was there when I got there. Mm-hmm. So when I got there and I got all situated, um, I said to her, okay, so now I have to tell you why we're here. 
So the first thing I did was show her the video from Will Smith's YouTube um, Instagram page showing about the, the sweepstakes and, you know, the bungee jump and everything. Mm-hmm. So she looked at it and she said, oh, yeah, you know, I remember seeing it, you know, whatever. So then I showed her the press release. So she's reading it and then she gets to my name and she says, oh, my gosh, you <laughs> Oh, my God. And you took me? And she just goes bananas. Mm. And she's like, I can't believe you took me. And so I said, well, happy birthday. I know it's your birthday, too. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to spend my birthday in the Grand Canyon with Will Smith. And she's just, yeah, wow. she, she just goes crazy. Mm-mm. So did you tell um, Brenda and them when, when you were at, at, at the Blanc event in New York that you No, were- I didn't okay. tell anybody anything. I didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't, tell, I didn't tell anyone that I won until after they made the press release. Gotcha. So Thursday night was when I received the email for the press release, uh-huh. but it was like 11 o'clock at night. I had gone to a concert Thursday, so I didn't even see the email until after the concert. So I didn't start telling people that I won until Friday morning. And I was headed to Charlotte. And people, my phone started ringing at 6 o'clock in the morning because other people who also entered into the sweepstakes had received the mass message letting them know that they had announced the winner. So people I knew entered into the sweepstakes. So then they saw the press release, they saw my name. Oh. And people started calling me and texting me. Six o'clock in the morning, my phone starts blowing up. And, you know, people are like, oh, my gosh, I saw the press release. I can't believe it. You won, you know, the whole nine yards. So that whole morning, I'm talking to people, trying to finish packing because I I got a flight to get to Charlotte. So Uh I'm literally in the airport hanging up with people like, okay, I have to go because I'm in the TSA line now. Like, I have to go through security. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so I didn't tell anybody. Um, uh, They they asked me not to say anything until, you know, they had officially announced me as the winner. And I felt like I couldn't really tell anybody I won until I had something to back it up. And yeah. so I needed to, like, I could tell people I won and they're like, yeah, whatever. But the press release is like, I really did win. She really won. <laughs> and so now what is it like now you're there, you're watching him um, do his thing. So what, 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 what was that like? What was that? That was just a crazy experience. I mean, it just everything. I think the thing for me that was probably coolest um, once they had everything set up and he was preparing for the jump and they're taking him up in the helicopter and, you know, they had already had the stunt double there, you know, figuring out everything earlier in the day, exactly where things needed to be positioned and everything. So once they're taking him up in the helicopter and getting everything into position, you can hear the communication between the crew in the helicopter and the crew on the ground. Mm-hmm. So they're court, but we can hear all of it. So, you know, they're letting us know step by step, What's going to happen? They're disconnecting the bungee cords from the helicopter. They're disconnecting Will from the helicopter. And then, you know, they say the camera's ready in the helicopter. And they're saying, you know, green light to the ground. But, yeah, so they're like red light. Um, They are, um, they still, they're trying to get everything together. So then when the ground is ready, they're like, okay, green light, we're ready. Green light, we're ready from the helicopter. So then they start to count down from 10. When they're ready okay. for the jump. And you can hear 10, but then you don't hear anything until they get to five. Then you hear everything, five, four, three, two, one. And when you get to one, Will didn't even hesitate. Soon as it got to one, you can see that even on the stream. He doesn't even hesitate. Soon as it gets to one, he just jumps back. And so you just watch him fly out the helicopter. 
and drop down into the canyon. And like where we were positioned, you couldn't see inside the canyon. You know, it got us to a certain point and then it had to have us blocked off on that platform. So you can't see how far down he falls into the canyon. But we know he's gone for a while because the cord just seems like it goes forever until Uh, he bungees back up. Okay. And so once he falls into the canyon, it's just silent. And then it's just down, down, down. And then all of a sudden you see him bungee back up and the crowd, everybody just goes crazy. Everybody's clapping and cheering. And then you can hear him talking on the in the stream. So okay. but everybody just starts clapping and cheering. And it's almost like all of our hearts stopped for a moment. And then, you know, everybody's heart started beating again once he popped up out the bungee, but out the um the canyon. But then as the, the jump ended, you know, even watching them bring him into the landing area was a process because what they were telling us is as the helicopter moves, it also makes the bungee start to shake. So they had to be real careful about how they moved the helicopter, um, gotcha. how fast they moved it so it wouldn't make the bungee cord shake too much as they were trying to get Will into the landing area. So even that was a process. Mm. Oh, man. And then you guys had an opportunity to spend time with... Uh with him afterwards we did so after the stream ended um everything they had a, a dinner in the middle of the grand canyon when we a were dinner there, in the middle of the grand a dinner canyon. in the middle of the grand canyon so on monday when we were there for the the test run you know we saw the trucks dropping off all the equipment and all the furniture and all the supplies because there was a whole crew of people out there putting all of this together so we're watching them build all of this over the course of the day and, you know, it, I'm amazed because we're just like, wow, they have to do all of this today. And mm. they're, they're putting everything together and they're building everything. And so then we see the next day, you see all of this come together when we get dropped off on the site. And you're just like, wow, yesterday this was just literally a pile of supplies as the trucks unloaded everything. And now mm-hmm. it's here. I mean, and they built it. It was elevated off the ground a floor, a set of steps to go into the to the room. I mean, it's outside, but it also uh-huh. was kind of covered. Um, so just in case, uh, the day before, a really bad windstorm and a okay. hailstorm came through. So the, it had a, like a, pl- a covering over a it cover. okay, just like in case. Okay. But it, it wasn't necessary. We didn't have any issues with wind or rain while we were there. So they were able to open so that it ventilated well. But it was really nice, de- nicely decorated. But it was very intimate. So the way that it was de- decorated on the inside, um, they had like four long tables. Everything, the dinner, everything was served family style. Mm-hmm. And you just sat at the long tables. And that was in the center. And then around the outsides were just like lounge chairs and love seats and couches. Um, a, there was a DJ inside. Just okay. a very relaxed mood. Like, they gotcha. kept saying that it was a very relaxed kind of event. It was almost like a carnival in a sense. Like, that was the formal dinner part of it. But mm-hmm. then around the outsides, there was um, a popcorn station with different flavors of popcorn, ice cream station, candy stations. Mm-hmm. And you just walk around and, you know, just get what you wanted. They had people there serving everything. You didn't bring Tupperware, did you? So, no, 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 no. <laughs> I couldn't fit it in my luggage. Oh, Okay. <laughs> The thought crossed your mind. You so, right, but I, I couldn't fit it in like my luggage. My, my bag was packed <laughs> to capacity. So, but it was really, really cool just sitting at the table, you know, talking with, um, 
members of Will's family, they were so nice and so kind and so welcoming. They kept coming over to us, introducing themselves to us, because at this point, everybody knew I was the sweepstakes winner. Mm-hmm. So they kept coming over and introducing themselves. They were so excited to find out that I was also from West Philly. My cousin is also from West Philly. Yeah. So, you know, we were, we, they actually, oddly enough, Will's brother-in-law has a daughter that my cousin went to middle school with. Wow. So they're talking and they're still friends on Facebook. So they're talking. She took a picture with her dad and then sent it to her and said, hey, guess who I ran into in the Grand Canyon? Mm. So, I mean, just it, it was really, really nice. I had an opportunity to take some pictures and talk to folks. And again, everybody was just so warm and so welcoming. It was so funny because at one point I had an opportunity to talk to Jada. And she said to me, you know, we're so glad that you were able to make it. And I said, what would I be doing? That was more important yeah. that I get invited to come here. And I say, you know what? I'm not going to be able to make I got to get my hair done in my right. nails. I, I, have a, a, I have other engagements that I have to. Yeah, like, I would like to, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. Right. And she laughed so hard. But I was serious. Like, what would I what could I possibly say that I was doing? That was more important. Unless it was this. a funeral or something, right? You know, it had to be uh, something tragic. I don't know. I said, Ma, you're dead now, funeral. but uh, I, I, we'll catch up another time. I, I, might have, I might have to send some flowers to the funeral. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, man, that, I've done said, that's, that's probably, that is not probably, that's an experience of a lifetime. Definitely. I was so excited to see you. I was like watching the clip, and I see you and, um, and your cousin standing there, and and she said something, she used some, some, $35 word and I was like I don't I don't know what that I don't know I, I kind of get it she was an English major she yeah. was an English major so her vocabulary is ridiculous yeah I was like okay let me let me look that up Jescalator. what was it something to that effect Jescalating. something <laughs> Jescalating. like that right. yeah I was like oh, some okay. SAT word all right well yeah sounds like a party move but anyhow it was good it was so exciting I was like dang go on this is some experience and then I seen the kicks I'm like, Deja don't wear sneakers too often, I guess, outside of running shoes. I really don't. That's I could thing. tell. And it's so funny because I'm not really <laughs> a sneakerhead. So I didn't even really grasp the magnitude of what I was receiving. And because I'm, I'm not really a sneakerhead. Like, yeah, I could tell by I could tell by the pictures you took. I was like, oh, she, she don't really. She don't really. Yeah, I mean, outside of running shoes, I uh-huh. really don't have a bunch of sneakers. So I really didn't realize the magnitude of it at the time. I do realize it now. Yeah, but people hitting you up, y'all. If you want to sell those on eBay, I you know I, I have had that happen. I've had people ask me what I'm gonna do with them. Am I gonna wear them? <laughs> Am I gonna hold on to them? Do I want to put them on e- everything? I've I've had all types types of questions and requests. That's not something you put on eBay. My my no no. When you think no, that's like yo, that's that's whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to them. I have yeah. no intentions on doing anything with them. Yeah, my my sister had gotten. I don't know who this basketball player is. Um, but she still has his sneakers inside of her, um, you know, at, at her house. I'm like, yeah, this, you know, somebody gave it to her. It was a gift. And, you you know, you don't take a gift somebody gave you and say, I'm going I'm going to sell this and try right. to monetize no, I have no, it, profit nope, all I have it. no plans of doing that. I'm going to hold on to them. Yeah, that's ratchet. That would be, well, anyhow. Hey, hey, listen, well, <laughs> that's all right, man. I am so excited for you. So what is next for you? Well, I am headed to um, another radio show, possibly two more radio shows, uh, one this coming Friday mm-hmm. and possibly another one coming next week. Um, and I'm actually meeting with some of my friends tomorrow, kind of having um, almost like a 
uh, a roundtable discussion, I guess, because so many people are so excited, you know, for this experience that I had that I want to sit down and I want to tell everybody about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to speak about it for a while. But it's interesting because I was already in the beginning stages of planning to write a book. Now I feel like I really have to get writing because this is an experience that needs to be included into the book. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is that is incredible. I, I start there's this squirrel that has I don't I don't know why he he like comes up on my porch. <laughs> I seen him and I'm and I'm looking at him now. He's distracted. He comes up and he's just like hanging out there. I'm like, what? Are you? It's like you want to talk to me, buddy? I don't I don't know how to talk <laughs> squirrel, man. What do you want to say? You got something you want to say? He's like looking for something. But yeah, so that is what is the book going to be called? I don't know yet. It's still it doesn't have a title. I know how I want it to. I know the what, what I visualize the layout to be, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have a title yet. But I know it will come to me. Okay, what is it going to be about? Oh, you can't tell. You keep you um, can keep a secret. I, I got to keep a secret for now. But okay. I think it will be a page turner. All right, that's that's all right. I was um yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely probably talk now. We'll, we'll talk off, off the air about the book because I was. I, been, I, I had picked up a, um, a uh, an idea for a book a while back, and it was going to be about my journey to trying to qualify for Boston, which hasn't happened yet. So but I it's think coming. It's, yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. Speak it's it gonna, into existence. It's yeah, coming. Yeah, it's got to put some work in, too. And, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't just say, yo. But, yeah, I get the concept. So it's like I think it's going to be a little bit more than just um, qualifying for, for Boston. It's, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. Um, yes, it know, is. I hear uh, hustle, Lipsy, you know, Lipsy hustles. Yeah, it's life's a marathon, you know. It's 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 it's, it's not a sprint. So definitely got to keep keep. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite sayings. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and you know, and I didn't realize you were such a, a rap connoisseur until you, um, <laughs> you know, took MGK over Eminem. But that's for another episode. But uh... <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm an Eminem fan. But right is right and wrong is wrong, and MGK roasted him. Yeah, yeah, you, you, I could tell that you, you really, you really felt that you put his clip on you on your page. That's like, it. Yeah. Blamed him. I mean, how did you not? If people who are, yeah, you can be a fan and accept when your fan, when your, 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 the person you support takes an L, and he yeah. took an L. Yeah, you just take it and keep moving. It doesn't. It doesn't change your your, your love or respect for it. Exactly. Like, yo, in, in this fight, you 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 lost, and it's good. It's exactly. Cool. We all take losses in life, and he took a loss. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so very much, Deja. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I look forward to hearing uh, and reading your book when it comes out. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day now. Thank you. You as well. Already. Bye bye.